Hello everyone, this is Tribecast episode 59 and my name is Marina. This week we'll hear two interviews. First, Petri Kiuru will tell us about Pro Academia and then we'll talk with Mojave team about their experience of Redbrick Accelerator, doing business in the corona times and being design and creative startup nowadays. This is Tribecast, my name is Marina. Please listen to these interviews. Hello, Petri. Thank you for having time for this interview. Could you please first uh, tell our listeners a few things about yourself? Okay. Uh, yeah, thanks. Hello, everybody. And thank you, Marina, for inviting me uh, to this podcast. I'm very excited to be here. So, uh, my name is Petri Kiuru. I'm 29 years old, a former construction worker, actually. I worked uh, five years in the constructions, and after that, I felt like that, okay, uh, this is not a, a place for me to get retired from. So I thought that maybe a life-changing life career change would be a nice thing to do. And after that, uh, like four years ago, I started to look for a different kind of career changes that maybe I should go study or uh, should I go somewhere else working and and then I actually uh, stumble on uh, Pro Academia which I'm studying right now. A little bit else about me, I'm a huge dog lover, huge music lover also. I play b- bass guitar since I was 11 and in these like three years I started to practicing on ukulele and one day I will also be able to play saxophone too. That is pretty much who I am right now. I'm an entrepreneur also in two different companies right now and, and uh, uh, start becoming a team coach also. Okay, team coach for Pro Academia. Yeah, actually, Pro Academia doesn't uh, teach. Uh, well, they team teach also team coaching, or if you want to learn about it, you can uh, you can uh, learn team coaching. But uh, mainly, uh, Pro Academia uh, is an entrepreneur and team leadership line of studies, and you become an, a bachelor of of business in there. Okay, uh, I have le- recently learned that Pro Academia is part of TAMC, technically. Yes, it is. So how does the very beginning works? Like, do you apply specifically for Pro Academia? Do you come to TAMC and it turns out that you work now studying in Pro Academia and this kind of part? When can one join and what age and what are the requirements? Yeah, okay. So uh, you apply straight to Pro Academia. The application system starts like that you need to send your CV and also do a, was it two minute video interview of yourself and send those to that. Uh, That's the first application system. After those, the coaches on the, of Pro Academia scores those and you need to get enough points for the second second application which is a group interview and a short short essay you need to write there and uh, uh, usually they only take like 160 people in the second second wing second application interviews Uh, so uh, when i applied if i remember correctly there was like 270 or was it 220 applicants at that time, and only 160 got uh, got to the second uh, period of applications, uh, the group interview. So, and um, from that, uh, there's 40 
people that has chosen 40 to 50 it's a little bit depends uh when i started i think that we had uh 42 students at that year on 2017 and basically uh well uh, almost everybody can apply apply uh you can uh if you are i think over 18 is uh those kind of formal that you need to what you need to have if you, you that you can apply to university like you need to have the second second period uh, uh schools like i i went to vocational school to study a, a construction worker i think 2007 till 2010 and uh well i think that my job experience was one of the things that helped me to get in also that you need to have a, some kind of uh points and You need to know actually how to speak and write Finnish. So, but after that, uh, you are like really good to go for everybody. I would say that what like the numbers you told us are quite a competition. So, what do you get for it? What people study there? I know that it's quite. Uh, it's not a usual school. It's no, not it's everyday not. school. So, what can you learn and how the study process goes? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, the study. Uh, process actually i'm doing my thesis about this Ac- not actually about this like how to visualize uh, the whole three and a half year process that is going to be a topic of my thesis you when you uh get in uh it's a three and a half years the first half year uh you spend uh, in the main campus on kuntokatu There is this uh, basic basic uh, courses you need to uh, pass. You need to pass mathematics, jurisdiction, economics, and uh, uh, Swedish also, which is a kind of pain pain in the ass almost for everybody. <laughs> But you need to still pass because we are two language uh, country. And uh, after the first uh, four months, four four and a half months, that uh, first as uh, autumn semester is uh, long after that you go to the pro academia in the first first half we spend uh, one day per week in pro academia to uh, study also kind of like basic co-working and uh, our our community working sort of things and and dialogue and how to how we learn and how we are Uh, working in a team and this kind of like really basics team team learning and team working stuff also there's a lot of uh, di- different kind of business business things like how to uh, make a business model canvas and th- these sort of things there's a, a whole range of things but a really like really basic stuff and when uh, when they're on january after the first half year we go to pro academia and they at the coaches uh had a t- test for us and after the uh, from the results of those tests they divide us into two different teams and after that uh, you are going to spend the full, full uh, the rest of the three years with that team and you need to form a real company and after that you need to start making a real business and learn by doing That is the that is the, like the key element of pro academia. You don't have any more lectures. You don't have exams or any kind of things. You you are working in a company and you are learning by doing. 
All right. Uh, one of the biggest issues for early stage company for uh, is money. So how does that fix? Is it like all students take their pocket money or what's the idea? Uh, for when we start, uh, we usually uh, pro academia teams put uh, their own money. Every every member needs to put like a found founding money money over there. I think that we did like 150 euros and uh, counted in the 16. It's like oh, a few thousand euros on your bank account. So you get the things going and flowing and you have a little bit of money over there. But of course, it's super fast that you need to find projects. And at the beginning, you don't need can can you can't be a picky for the projects you just like you just need to take whatever is there is to offer uh, like picking trash on the highway or something like that uh, or going to the store and make in in the verse so and projects are offered by pro academia like by via mentors somehow or do you just google them or you sit down and brainstorm what's how do you get one where do you find one from Well, uh, there's a few different kind of sources that we can find projects or things to do. Like uh, the Pro Academia gets a lot of contacts. Like uh, the companies are contacting straight to Pro Academia because they have already experienced that, okay, these students are really great of doing things and they are, have always been like really, really uh, happy for the results. Uh, but of course, uh, there's not for a project for everybody from that source. So, uh, basic what an entrepreneur needs needs to know is that how to sell yourself. So you need to start selling, making making those phone calls, those cold calls that are so so difficult for a lot of people. I, I'm one of those people. I hate making uh, cold calls. I usually. I, I want to go to, to meetings and uh, project uh, project meetings and different kind of things, but the picking up the phone and calling for, for a, a CEO or buying manager at some big company and you don't know who is answering. And but yeah, that is the one thing that we need to first we need to learn that how to sell your sell your uh, competence, how to sell your sell your company, and how to get projects with selling okay and what if a company that students of pro academia found what if it fails after three years of study so uh, does it mean that they don't graduate does it mean that they well uh we haven't had any any situation where uh a company uh inside the three years has gone to bankruptcy or anything. Actually, every single company has passed the three years and uh, we are really, really excited about that, of course, and really proud of every every single company. And there has been over 20 companies already. But after, the, after we graduate, uh, some companies are actually still alive, like Villivisio, which is the first company that has ever founded in pro academia and it's still working after 20 years uh, they have an office space in Hämeenkatu and uh, uh, but usually uh, the company is just like we run them down and maybe may, uh, 
in the last six months when we are starting, we usually start uh, founding our own companies, like uh, with one or two persons companies, like uh, this type of things. Yeah, the classic startup, me, my friend and our dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. You mentioned that you're an entrepreneur in two companies. Yeah. Have you started those during your studies? Well, you technically you have, but have one of those been your study project or something? Uh, well, the well, for, the first company is the company that I'm involved in Pro Academia. This is the uh, team team company that we have and how which we are learning. So, but uh, illegally, I'm an entrepreneur in that company. So it's not a, a you need to understand of of course when we talk about Pro Academia that we are students, we are studying in a university, but we are also entrepreneurs we have a legal legal uh, legally uh, founded founded company that is actually making a real real money over there okay so what do you do uh my com- my team's uh, projects we have had uh, several different kind of projects we the first one when we what we did was on um, we made a marketing video and a research and uh, testing wall for one one client, which was uh, a really really big project, and it was the first project that we got, so uh, it was a really like a huge success. Then we have made a few events, music events, and uh, events for other companies that they just hired hired us to do marketing shootings uh, like video shootings photo shoot shootings different kind of innovation projects for com- a lot of companies i think what we have done almost uh, from 6 to 8 i think innovation projects that these are these kind of projects as that uh, our whole team is involved with that the 16 students and uh, we innovate for uh, our clients problem for 12 hours that client the company has some kind of problem that he wants new things new solutions to bring for that for that problem and they hire us we have 12 hour period Uh, we are innovating the whole day using different kind of innovation tools and every kind of things and getting researching data for that and then we come up uh, solutions for them and we pitch pitch those to them to the client all right then there is another company where you're involved and spoiler alert i know that you're doing it with temo pinamaki who was our guest a few weeks ago so what do you guys do there and how is it going uh yeah we last last year uh when temo came from peru to back home because he has had a little little incident we were actually meeting meeting with them with uh, different stuff stuff. I was an assistant coach in Pro Academia, and Demu has was assistant coach like almost three years ago when I started in Pro Academia, and we worked together with Demu a lot of that time. So uh, naturally, I wanted to talk about a little bit assistant coach position that what kind of things we do, and. Temu uh, said that after that meeting, like we had a we had a few beers here at Tribe, and we talked like two two and a half hours about the assistant coach and things and pro academia things. And after that, that when I was leaving, he was 
that uh, I, I asked that well, okay then what's your what's your next move what you're gonna do when you now you when you're back to back in Finland then was like yeah he's gonna found a company and start making the sweaters from alpaca wool and he started like telling me about uh, the quality of that fabric and that fiber and well the things that it's so economic and so uh, so really like a really 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 high quality fabric to make clothing and i was like super into it straight away i was like okay temu i want in i want to be in that too and uh, well after that we have been like founding the company like the basic idea mission vision values and business models and uh, different kind of things like how to how the manufacturing chain is going to work and these type of things and uh few months ago we actually really started the company and now we are in this period that we are going to test uh, our suppliers our factory that are accompanying uh, with this with us our partners in this and uh, i think that in few months we are going to have our products for sale to everybody and this kind of like really really high quality sweaters from alpaca 100% alpaca wool which is allergic free we are trying to do everything like really really with green values values and everything because uh, we both of us we are we want to resolve our nature here and we we are really concerned about the global warming too and this is something that we can do with our power to be an entrepreneurs uh, to make good products for pe- people who have the same same visions that we have and the same va- kind of values and really wants to like dig our products so yeah in a few months you can get these awesome sweaters Thank you very much for this interview, Petteri. Probably one very short last question. Under which brand should we look for the sweaters? The name is Woolmark Finland. And the O is actually this kind of like Nordic O, which which has a slash on it in the middle. All right. So we'll be waiting for the sweaters. Thank you very much for the interview. Good luck with your thesis. After you explained it all so well about Procatemi, I'm pretty sure you can write it in a nice way in your thesis paper, and have a nice rest of the week. Actually, we had a double demo day this year again for the second time. So Nordic Startup School and Red Brick Accelerator had their double demo day. And I think it's always cool not only to talk with the mentors and speakers and organizers, but to actually give the voice to the startups and startup entrepreneurs, explain, you know, what are they doing and how are they doing and why are they doing it? Uh, today we have Molly, which are technically my colleagues in a very broad sense of that. Uh, because as far as I got from what they do, they will explain out better. They are somewhere in the field of media and design and some kind of other stuff like that. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you very much for having time for this interview. Uh, sorry that I keep kept you waiting a bit in the open space. Let's do the classic thing. Let's first introduce you to our listeners. So hello, I'm Anthony Van Ossendorp. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Mojave. I'm a bit of a technical artist, and I love to make pizza on my free time. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Teemu Niskonen. I am the creative director and co-founder of Mojave. 
and I'm in charge of the Mojave brand as well as our the visual sides of our client projects. And on my free time, I like to do fishing and cycling. Well, hello there. My name is Pauli Onruska, and I'm also a co-founder of Mojave. And I'm audio lead of our company, and my responsibility is to invent a really cool sounds and music. And on my free time, I like to play with double bass. Thanks. Yeah, I'm going to be a little bit prejudiced, and I'll start with my questions from the sound, like a sound person to sound person. Uh, you said that you invent sounds and music. Yes. Though I can understand how you can invent music or create music, whatever, I don't really understand how you can invent a sound. I mean, they're all kind of already invented. Yeah, it's it's like, especially when it comes to these uh, really interesting sounds like sci-fi sounds or otherworldly sounds like game sounds, especially with video games, there are sounds that you cannot capture from the real world. Those sounds need to be created artificially, whether using like real elements or like the elements that are already existing, but you are creating by combining these different sounds together a new sound. Okay, so next time we hear in one of the local games, for example, in uh, one of by random portion guys, uh, some alien crying, that's probably you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, what are the services does your company offer to customers and why are they important and valuable in your understanding? So yeah, so our motto is that we make interactive things. And I know that it can be hard to explain that first to people but when we always start to explain it like in the sense that if you use a smartphone all those apps websites you use all of those are interactive things and that's basically what we do so whether it be websites apps and even video games as well and we all have a video game background so we know a thing or two about game design and we also have our personal interests like some are into websites and some are into photography as well so we've used all of those skills that we have and combined them into this one great service where we can offer multitude of interactive services. Why with all those skills you don't make games, but you make some kind of supportive product for it? Well, we do kind of have like a passion for game development, but at the same time, uh, that's not always what a client project wants. Uh, but a lot of the skills involved in making games uh, kind of benefit all of the other things that we can make. So... If they want a website, we think about it in more depth of like, how are they going to actually interact with the website? What can be a little bit more fun? What can actually get the user to engage with the website, for example? What kind of fun can you put in the website besides some kind of weird bot, which doesn't really work? Uh, we we like to think of like, how can you like showcase something that you can do so Or how can you make it a little bit more interactive? And if you notice something moving or if you see more uh, about an animation, it's kind of like makes it to where you actually want to click on something. You want to learn more. Will it be you to ask this kind of question? How did the company start? Yeah, that, that's a good uh, question. So we kind of got together to work on a client project even before we wanted to found the company. And it kind of went uh, really well, like us working together. And that's where we, we really knew that we wanted to start a company and continue to do what we're doing and find more client projects. And uh, 
more people heard about us and more people wanted to work with us and it's kind of like a perfect time to start working on forming a company right the company seems to me pretty independent and well established like you have the business idea and it's not a prototype it's a working thing like you already have paying clients as far as i understand yeah. why did you come to red brick accelerator well we really wanted to solidify um, our business idea of exactly what we wanted to do uh, marketing wise and our brand so yeah we can just develop games and we can try to think of our own stuff and try to get our own funding but we also want to do client projects to really build a company and maybe even be able to scale later on and red brick kind of helped us uh, solidify who our client base could be and what we're going to do in the future and um, do you feel that it helped yeah red brick uh, definitely helped a lot it was a uh, it was very nice to meet a lot of mentors. Mirza was very helpful to us. Anytime we had questions, he even went out of his way to kind of find us extra help. Like we wanted legal help, see what kind of like contracts we want to find. And he found someone for us to talk to. Okay. Uh, also, one specific thing about this batch of Red Brick was that it started online. Uh, it started pretty much all of it went online. Um, and I know that a few companies, a few entrepreneurs, they're kind of skeptical about going online for online services because it doesn't have the right feeling, the right vibe, the right atmosphere, whatever. Uh, you basically can play with your smartphone under the table while, you know, talking to people or whatever, hang around in your pajamas, which all of us did. Um, so... Uh, in your feeling and understanding, is it still worth to wait while COVID dies and we can still go to, back to offline accelerators or incubators or workshops? Or was this experience fully positive for you? I think it was fully positive uh, for me and I think even for the company because it was really nice that uh, once it went online that we could all participate like no matter where we were, even if we're busy with a project that we're working on. It was still, it's just that two hours. There was no travel time. I guess that's kind of the benefit of remote work as well. You don't you don't have any of those uh, real life restrictions or uh, complications. But at the same time, not seeing people in person is also, it can be problematic, but it's always something that you can work around. So I would add to that, I agree with Anthony and as well. I think that personally, I feel that when we want to exchange ideas, when we want to come up with new solutions to problems that's when we should be face to face together in a room discussing these things and i believe all these workshops with, that we had before we went online um they were i think much better when they were face to face but when it comes to, like lectures where you teach stuff that can be done remotely or online but when you need to discuss ideas and refine those ideas it's i think personally i feel it's much better to be face to face and get to see the people you will work with and then exchange those ideas. So especially for me, because I was like in exchange studies in uh, Netherlands, this was like really good opportunity for me actually participate on this like red brick. Red brick. So actually I got a lot of things from it and this, especially because it was online the thing was that I could participate between like online lessons that I had during uh, my exchange studies also. So for me, that was really beneficial. And when you create a product, whether it's a website or some cool sound or some other creative supportive thing, 
Is it important for you, just for me to understand how it works and for our listeners, I get they get curious. Is it important for you to meet the customer personally? Uh, or would you be happy with just having the technical assignment on the email, do us this and that and that? Does it have any kind of difference for you? Well, uh, for me, like even if we don't meet in person, it's still it's really important to come face to face, whether that be with the webcam or not, and like get what they really want. Because yeah, you can get all the technical details, but there's always something that's not written down properly, or there's a little bit of details that you would have to remake if it was just all written down and all technical information, unless they truly know exactly what they want, but. I don't think I've ever had a customer <laughs> that knows exactly what they want once they see their products start to come to life. So customers don't really know what they want, and your task also includes figuring out what they want for them, together with them. Yeah, it's basically like uh, make what the customer wants, not what they ask for. <laughs> okay, is it your your company's? No, definitely not. It's just uh, something that uh, kind of like when it comes to all these creative things, it's. You kind of show what you think is good, and if it aligns in their same mindset, it's kind of, you know, goes in the right path, makes something that is actually really worthwhile. Would you go, like, in a completely opposite direction, you know? Like, if a, com- if a company is selling, I don't know, coffins, and they come to you and say, hey, I want a website which will be all bright and pink and, I don't know, something like cheerful, would you create for them something which is more appropriate to the product in your understanding? Or would you still say, okay, whatever, you pay me? Um, personally, and I think Anthony and all the others agree that we would first prefer or like make our own suggestion as to how we think it should be. But then, of course, um, if the client, you know, if they still want their, their desired thing, how they want it, wanted it to look, then, of course, we're not going to like oblige and not say like, no, like so, of course, we do accept this, but I think as a service, it's part of our job to also like suggest and um, include improvements and new ideas. So, we first, we may come up with new suggestions, and then if they still don't like them, then, then we go with the client ones. Probably I have one last question for today. I actually missed very much the possibility of talking to people live for a podcast during the quarantine. We had all offline recordings. Um, So I tried not to talk too much about COVID, but now we can all meet again. So let's talk about the crisis. Um, Do you feel that there are any major changes for your company because of the corona quarantine and all that? And what are those? Well, for us, actually, the pandemic didn't really change that much because we did. Well, we did have this one space where we always usually came together to work on stuff. But mostly we did our stuff online anyway. So we used a Discord for our like day-to-day exchange and that's where we change our ideas and work on projects so we already were mostly online doing stuff but now since the pandemic came now we're like fully almost online and i think not really that much has happened but i still would like to like you know meet with people or our colleagues and like i said before like changing ideas and solving problems face-to-face is still the way i prefer to do things yeah, so like working remotely, it it's been uh, pretty pretty natural for us because like like Demo said that we kind of already were working that way, and I think it's uh, an important lesson for like everyone who who wants to think of a new way to work. It's like that immediate 
uh, adapting and it's kind of like COVID kind of like forced a lot of companies to see a new new viewpoint and I almost wish that we were a bit more set up so we could uh, offer more help to more companies because we were already kind of like in that mindset of like it, it's good to be completely online and interactive and all that stuff and making your company work in a nicer way online is always a benefit. And if a local company or a company from Finland in general, because as far as I understand, you're pretty open to other other parts of Finland in co-work and maybe even abroad. So if some of our listening company or listening entrepreneur feels like, okay, I should go now more online, I should talk to these guys, so maybe I should have some new features in my product. How can they contact you? Where can they find you? Uh, they can contact us through our website or email. Our website's mojave.co, C-O, and our email is uh, hello at mojave.co. Okay. Uh, probably one last question. I should have asked you in the beginning, but just thought of it. What does the company name mean? Uh, well, yeah, Mojave is actually the desert that I'm from, kind of spelt inside of a Finnish way. So it's kind of like brings uh, my background in. We thought a long time of what our name could and should be, and Mojave was the the winner. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, thank you very much for this interview. Um, I hope your company will continue growing, and maybe when we start going second round for all the local companies, we can talk again. Otherwise, hopefully, we'll see you around uh, Tribe at other events, because this is one place where people can meet nowadays when we're allowed to meet again and network and meet yeah. new clients and partners and so on. Thank you very much for your time and effort having this interview and have a nice rest of the week. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. This have been Tribecast episode 59. My name is Marina and me and Harry would like to let you know that from next week we are going on a holiday. Please listen to the episodes you missed in your favorite listening platform. Have a nice summer, everybody, and stay warm and tuned. Mm-hmm.